0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back. So Chuck has had a very interesting couple of days since he was blew up and rebuilt, all of that stuff. We're going to start off checking in and see what he's up to before he gets a call from his, before he gets a call from Mary Sue about some other extracurricular activities. So Chuck, how's your day going at like three, four o'clock in the afternoon?
1: Chuck, he grabs a bite out of a, a pie that he recently made, just right out of the tin. He's putting together a replacement chain mail for what uh, was in pieces. Also, he's a new size now, so he's had to make changes anyway. He's also reciting notes for his lecture that he has to do for his TA work. A buzzer goes off in the kitchen of his dormitory, where he walks in and takes out another tray of cupcakes, which he's baking to apologize for missing the last lecture that he failed to teach because of injuries. And it's an apology to his students.
0: How much is he looking forward to the historical pre-crash matrix lecture coming up?
1: He's looking forward to it. Old tech isn't his specialty. He kind of likes more modern stuff, but overall he thinks it's going to be an interesting thing to listen to. You know, pre-wireless is, it's a strange world. And while he was alive during it, it seems so long ago would have been 11 years. The professor for it's really cool. So
0: it should yeah. be something. Jonathan Frink.
1: I bet he gets made fun of a lot. I picture him as kind of the crazy professor who's really into something.
0: Yep. That is fairly accurate. He uses like as much pre-crash tech as he can. So he's got like super old model AR glasses, little wire running off of them that goes down his clothing. It looks like one of the original Star Trek's tricorder things that they would wear on their sides. That's huge.
1: I think they have a meeting for a couple hours after the lecture.
0: Wonderful. So while you're standing there, with your mittens on, pulling these cupcakes out of the oven, you're gonna get a ring on your comlink.
1: Okay. uh, Hello.
2: Hey, Chuck. It's Mary Sue. Are Are you busy? Not for you. Ah, sweet. Um, can you come over to my uh, apartment? Do you remember how to get how to get there?
1: Uh, yeah. I've um, no, actually, I don't. I was uh, we were talking a little bit too much. It's uh, I kind know of the rough neighborhood, but not. Could you send me a, a geocode or something of it?
2: Yeah, let me, uh, do that now and she'll quickly send that. Uh, so yeah, if you could just head over now, uh, we'll all be here waiting for you. We just, you know, just want to talk to you.
1: Okay, cool, cool. I'll, uh, I'll head over in, uh, a couple minutes. I just need to clean up a little bit. Sure thing. All right, yep. Yeah. See you in, uh, say
0: 1520?
2: Uh, yeah, 1520 will be fine. Okay. Okay.
0: Two important questions. What does Chuck's apron say?
1: Uh, It's probably something like I heart and then a symbol of pie. And I picture it just vibrant lime green.
0: The second very important question is, are you bringing those cupcakes that were for the lecture to Mary Sue's?
1: Well, no. So one of the things he's been doing lately is he's been kind of eating his feelings. So he actually has a couple cakes as well and a couple pies just sitting out because he's planning on eating them. He'll pick out a banana cream pie and a lemon meringue pie. You know, wrap them up a little bit and bring them into the uh, grid guide car that he calls to bring him to Mary Sue's. A couple other things that Chuck does before he leaves is, you know, put on a nice button-up pressed shirt because he thinks it might be a job interview or something because the people are there. He's not you know, wrong. Just tie himself up a little bit, make sure he's can not. Can Chuck
0: grow a beard?
1: Uh It's a sporadic beard. What's it Like a the billy goat beard. And like a dirt stash is all he can get. It's not a too bad of a neighborhood where Grid Guide doesn't refuse to go, right?
0: No, there's definitely some kind of like low key warning that comes across, but nothing like "nope."
1: Okay, so it's just like just little little exclamation mark on the side, of like "Hey, are you sure you want to go here?"
0: What's your lifestyle?
1: Uh, medium lifestyle.
0: Sure. So you can easily afford to pay for a person to drop you off there rather than the Grid Guide one. Okay. So.
1: So yeah. He'd probably call a good guy to find out, you know, will not drive to that area due to hazards. So he calls up a real person to drive him. Yeah. It's a foreign idea to him, though. Actually, physical person driving him. He finds his way there, and walks up to the door, and you hear a loud knock.
3: Before you open the door, would it be fair to say that there is, like, a palpable tension in the room?
2: Probably. I'm sure uh, once we got back, uh oh. we probably haven't been saying much except for just...
3: Probably just rehashing the same argument. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Also, before he actually goes, he wanted to go to a corner store or something and buy a bottle of whiskey because he knows Mary Sue likes whiskey. And just, it's going to be like a 10 new yen bottle. Something not fancy (laughs) at all, and she's probably going to be more insulted.
4: That's all right. Me and RCL handle it. Hell yeah.
2: (laughs) Mary Sue, after hearing the knock at the door, will go and answer it. Open it up and see Chuck and his button up and all the items he's carrying with him. And Uh Chuck, you, you didn't need to bring anything with you. You just you just needed to show up.
1: Oh, well, I mean, I I've, I've I've I made a few extra pies, so I thought I'd bring them. And uh I knew how much you liked whiskey. So I got you this because I don't know how much I drank last time, but I feel like it was a good amount. And I feel like I need to kind of replace what I drank.
2: Mary Sue's been a little stressed the last hour or so. She'll take a whiskey. Well, thanks. Um, why don't you, uh, just put the pies on the kitchen counter and I'll open this up and pour some drinks before we talk. Sounds great. You guys, you all remember Chuck, right? Yeah.
4: You feel a lot better? You look kind of spry. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm okay. I mean, the parts are a little itchy, getting a little used to them.
4: They're itchy? Alright, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, I don't know what it is. It just started a couple of days ago, actually.
3: Um, anyway, so you I bought whiskey, to... so hey, kudos to you. Thanks, brother. Boz was sort of standing in the middle of the room with her hands in her pocket, like she might have been pacing before the, the door knock. And she looks frustrated. But as soon as Mary Sue takes the whiskey, she walks over and she doesn't like take it from Mary Sue, but she says, I'll get the drinks. And kind of like go to take it.
2: Glasses are in the cabinet. Thank you kindly.
3: She takes a bottle, walks into the kitchen. She does not say or look at Chuck at all. Honestly, we
4: just like, look back, look at Paz, look back at Mary Sue and Chuck, and just kind of like, raise the eyebrows, like,
2: yep. He, uh, he brought pie. Uh,
1: banana cream and, uh, lemon meringue. I'm not sure what people liked, but I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, banana cream myself.
4: Well, I'm a chocolate guy, but it'll do the pitch.
2: Yeah, well, help yourself. Mary Sue will go and uh, take a seat.
1: So yeah, Chuck will help himself. He'll cut up uh, the uh, banana cream into eighths and take an eighth for himself. Put on a plate and a fork and sit down. Not next to Mary Sue, but like one seat over.
2: (gasps) Oh, Mary Sue's going to jump up like she just realized something and take off into the other room.
0: What's she doing in the bedroom?
2: She's going to go tell Margaret, no pie for you.
0: (laughs) Pause. You are free to roll audio-based perception if you want.
2: Three successes.
0: So you can hear a majority of this conversation that Mary Sue's having with somebody in there about. Do I hear the name Margaret?
2: Yes, I say Margaret. No pie. Not after the cake.
3: Buzz comes back out. She's got four glasses. In case it's relevant to anyone, she's doing the finger pinch thing. So there's fingers inside the glasses. And she sees that Mary Sue's not in the room and hands a glass to R.C. And then looks at Chuck. Finally, for the first time since he got here. Just sighs a little bit and holds out a glass to him. So he puts his fork down and... Thank you. Puts it down on the coffee table. Yeah, don't mention it. Thanks for bringing whiskey, I guess. uh, We need it.
1: Did you mix it with anything or... Is it just whiskey?
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's obviously straight whiskey. She looks at him like mix. And then she looks at R.C., and she sort of shrugs I'm, one shoulder and takes a drink. I'm basically with ice. Yeah, there's some ice in there.
1: Oh, okay, thanks. Yeah, it's, it's great. Takes a short sip and puts it back down on the table.
3: it's sits near RC. She's still got Mary Sue's glass, like in her hand, like not sure what to do with it kind of thing. I guess I'll wait for Mary Sue to come out.
2: Mary Sue will come out. She'll be quick.
3: As soon as Mary Sue comes out, Bob is holding the glass up to offer it to her and she says, You get a dog or something.
2: A dog? No. Dog.
3: She looks over at the bedroom, pointedly at the door. She doesn't say anything. You can probably put two and two together, but she must have heard something.
2: Mary, she'll uh, walk up and take the glass and say, thanks for fixing my drink.
3: No problem, Mary,
2: And she'll go and take a seat on the couch, and she'll take a a swig of that whiskey and start coughing and hacking on it.
1: But uh, so, sorry, sorry Mary Sue. Where was that soda that you had last time that you put with it? I just <sighs>
2: yeah, yeah. It needs something, doesn't it?
3: <laughs> Bob starts you know. to laugh. Yeah, this is this is some down home whiskey.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it. Not what I'm used to, but uh, yeah. Um, let me just go get that soda. Get it. Bring it. Pour it in. Sit down. Okay.
3: I'm imagining things are still really like quiet and awkward and tense. Like as Mm -hmm. people are moving in and out of rooms. Like nobody's really talked about anything. No one's brought up why Chuck is here or why they're here with Mary Sue. Nothing's come up. There's no small talk. Buzz keeps looking over at RC, kind of like, well this is awkward.
4: It is awkward. RC's just trying to like not be a part of the awkwardness and drink his whiskey.
3: When Mary Um. Sue comes back in, Buzz finally like clears her throat. Mary, maybe you can explain why why Chuck is here.
2: So, Chuck, there's an opportunity for you to either, A, have your debt cleared, or B, at least make some money to go towards your debt being cleared. Is that uh, a good okay. enough explanation, looking at uh, Boz and Arcee?
3: I mean, you might want to mention that it's not exactly above board.
2: I, I'm getting there, I'm just trying to make sure that I'm not overstepping bounds.
3: There's like a little flicker in Boz's eye, but she's like her expression doesn't change, and she just says, Yeah, sure.
2: Okay. So as Boz has already mentioned, the job isn't a hundred percent legal.
1: Okay.
4: I'll just you know, like, stare at him, like see the reaction. like like, move forward in almost creepy awkward manner.
1: I mean, what level of illegal are we talking? Are we talking jaywalking or, you know, blowing up the ache or something?
2: Oh, no, no, no. Nobody, nobody gets hurt? Probably. Nobody gets hurt permanently. And it's really more just, you know, a redistribution of assets.
3: <laughs> We're stealing something. Yeah, that would be the short way of saying it.
2: Yeah, the short way of saying it.
4: The uh, also accurate way, but sure, yeah, redistribution of assets. I, I like that. My
2: way That's was accurate. This is very pretty. Look, Chuck.
3: You may have gathered from your time with us that we aren't exactly your normal citizens. To tell you the truth, no, I, I thought, I thought you
1: thieves. He looks at Mary Sue. Yeah. You're a professional
2: thief. Mm, I don't know if we can really say professional, but yes, the work we do is not
1: legal. Oh, we
2: are criminals. I see. Um, okay.
1: What are we stealing?
2: Mary, she looks surprised, and she looks over at Chuck. What are we we stealing? So you're in. Well. <laughs>
1: Sorry, maybe that's the wrong um, noun to use. What are the oh. plans of the item being stolen? Something? No, that doesn't work either. I don't know. You know what I meant.
2: Very soon has this big beaming smile. Just... Okay, so this is really just right up your alley. Ready? It's on campus.
1: His eyes widen.
2: Yeah. Um... It's some piece of computer from um, before the um, the crash. I don't know. It's... What was it, guys? Some thing, pre-crash uh, computer thing on display at the campus. You should you, you'll probably know.
1: Uh, there's the, the pre-crash stuff that's there right now, yes?
2: Yeah, that. We just need to get that.
1: Oh. What? That, I mean, it's part of history.
2: It's like... I know, and a history collector wants it. A history collector I has it now. Redistribution of assets. And your like, debt gets cleared,
1: um, I just,
2: and no one gets hurt permanently.
1: Well, I mean, I, I, he just stutters over his words for until someone cuts him off.
4: Hey, we'll get you, you know, a, a new bottle of like silver cleaner. Just
1: stares at her. it's not silver. I mean, okay.
4: That stuff works for anything, man. I mean, it's it's pretty nice.
1: Okay, look, um. I'm going to, go to the washroom for a second. I just need to um, just just a sec. He gets up and breathes deeply, fishing in his pocket for his asthma inhaler. I'm totally staring at Chuck.
2: Mary Sue will get up and start directing him where the the bathroom is, just right through there. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I, I remember from last time. Okay, yeah. okay, we'll we'll be right here waiting.
1: Okay. Okay. He does what he did last time. Waits the appropriate amount of time. Takes a big puff of his inhaler.
4: I think he's freaking out. I think he's like a thousand percent freaking out right now.
2: You think so?
4: Like a thousand percent freaking out.
2: Do you think he's going to call? I
4: don't know. I think. I don't know. I don't know how. Do you think he's
2: going to like. Oh, man. What if he tells the college? (gasps) What if he tells the university?
4: That would super suck. I'm like super mad at you.
2: No, I don't want to have to tie him up and keep him here until the job is done four days from now. We have to keep him at your place. What?
0: Dun, dun, dun.
1: Thunder.com. Chuck he has cyber ears. Turns on the recording. I'm super
0: curious to see what Chuck's gonna do with those recordings.
1: I don't even know what Chuck's gonna do with those recordings. Listen to it over and over again so he can justify what he's doing, and then he comes out and uh, sits back down. He says, "All right, I'll uh, I'll help you steal it. What is it that we're stealing? You said free uh, crash tech, but there's a yeah. Uh, there's more than just. Are we stealing all of it? What what are we doing?
2: I mean exactly. why not all of it?
1: Because there's like three truckloads?
2: Oh. Okay. Um look at RCA. Do you remember exactly which piece it was? I don't really listen to Morgana that much.
4: I mean, I think so. I don't remember I might describe it. I don't know if we got a model number.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Morgana
2: hired you for this? Yeah. Morgana. Oh. So she's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> No, Chuck. She's not nice. No, she's like the worst. The worst.
1: Okay. She seemed nice when I talked to her. Sorry. Carry on. Do you you remember the model number or whatever of what the thing was?
2: R C. do you remember?
3: It was some kind of old-timey computer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You have the dimensions, the description. Chuck would know that it's probably the only computer that is like that one. Like, they might have other computers in parts there, but this one is full, assembled, and working.
3: Chuck is familiar with this computer, right?
0: Yeah, Chuck's probably got an idea of what is going to be on display as part of this history lecture. And this is, like, the one working computer that you're probably going to play some game from nowadays on it as a demonstration.
1: Right. You guys mean the the red access node that was used for... That's a, uh, an important piece of history though. I mean, okay, forget about history. This is a job. How, what do you, what do you need me for? Exactly.
2: Well, I mean, we don't really know anything about computers. We don't know how to actually, I don't know, disconnect it, how to, how to move it. I don't know, but also, um, well, you can get us access to that building and you know to- what we're looking for and I don't have access to the storage. If you can get us in the building, I'm sure we can get in the storage.
3: We've managed worse.
2: <laughs> and
1: you only need that? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's on a, a server rack with a, a UPS on the bottom, and I think it's 4U in size. Um, See? Right there.
2: That's why we need you, because I didn't understand a word you just said. Uh,
1: you need a screwdriver and someone with muscles to get it out. Hmm. And someone who can unplug cords.
3: Look, this might come down to a matter of timing. We often don't have a lot of time to work with. Someone who knows their way around these things is going to have an easier time getting it done quickly. I mean, yeah, you could probably write down what we need to do, but I'd spend a half an hour in there just trying to figure out what it all means. So, look, are, are you on board or what?
1: Yes, yes, I'm on board. But you just want me to carry a 4U server out of the building? Do you know how big a 4U server is? It's not.
3: Uh, no, look, someone else can carry it. We just need someone who can make sure that we've got all the right parts and that they're all disconnected properly or we're not wasting our time.
2: Okay. I mean, um, we can get a drone to carry it out a window, right? RC. Uh,
4: Maybe? I mean, okay. I'm not sure how heavy it is. Listen, Chuck.
1: Oh, um, it is a quick search on the Google or Matrix, whatever you want to call it.
3: Well. He's doing that. Boz looks to Mary Sue and she says, cause she hasn't, she hasn't really talked to Chuck or even really Mary Sue since the night of the, the hospital. And she asks, H- how much exactly does our friend here know about the trouble he's in?
2: Ah, uh, so kind of get close to Boz and kind of whisper and like, I don't, I don't know. And I don't know if if I explain it, he would really understand.
3: I think we should try. Because he needs to understand that there's some people who have him and us over a barrel. And that this isn't an option. We kind of need to do this.
2: He has options.
3: Buff looks skeptical. And she says, like what?
2: I mean, he doesn't have to do this job if he doesn't want to. He, there's, there will be other jobs.
3: I guess what I'm saying is if he gets cold feet or if his, if his morals get the better of him and he decides he's going to go to the police on us rather than help us. If we go to jail or if something happens to us, he's going to be in a lot of danger, and he needs to understand that. Yeah. I think he
2: would call the cops on us.
3: I would like to believe that everybody is a good person who has their best interest in mind, but I think we should lay it all out for him. Just to be yeah, we, He needs to know what, you know,
4: The size and nature of the gun he's under.
3: That we're under. Well, that too.
2: Then maybe the two of you should explain it to him, because I don't think I could do that to him.
3: Buzz looks at Mary Sue very seriously, and she says, You did do this to him, but okay. We can handle it. Yeah, we got this. She draws herself up a little. She doesn't look like she wants to talk to Chuck about this. No more than Mary Sue does, but probably for different reasons. They've been whispering all this time between the three of them, and, and she she raises her voice a little. and She says, Chuck, this whole thing is a little more complicated for you than I think is obvious. We're not just asking you to do a job. I need you to listen really carefully, okay? Are you listening?
1: Uh, 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 he looks away from his AR for a second. You, yeah? What?
3: Look, in order to get you fixed up, we had to uh, make a deal with some very bad people. Like, we might be criminals, we might steal things, but there are worse people in the world than us. And they have us over a barrel in debt because we helped you. And I need you to understand that if anything happens to us, if for some reason someone gets alerted, security gets a tip, the police, God forbid get a tip, and we go away, well, they're going to be looking for their money. And they're not going to be happy with you. I need you to understand that. This isn't a threat. This is the situation we're all in. Okay. The writing on the
4: wall here, I mean, you know, you're in kind of a bad spot there, buddy. We're all in a bad spot. Yes, but all of us care
3: about ourselves.
4: Ergo, he. we're all also in a bad spot, you know, The world is full of people who are in bad spots, which you specifically are in one.
3: I guess what I'm saying, Chuck, is that it may be that you don't want to do this. I'm not going to hold it against you. But I need you to understand that if you're thinking of maybe going to the cops on us, some people are like that. They think they got strong morals and they need to clear their conscience that it could turn out real bad for everybody. Uh,
1: uh, okay. I mean, I was gonna mull that over later tonight and right now just figure out what the dreck I'm doing and trying to help. Okay.
3: I just needed you to hear that.
1: Loud and clear. Understood. I'm, uh, I'm gonna go back to searching that stuff. I think I almost got it. Uh, yeah, that's about, we're looking at 17 centimeters in height, about a meter in length. Than about a meter wide and probably oh we're looking at this class of server 15 to 20 kilograms in weight just a giant metal box
3: realistically how much of this could we break down without compromising it um i mean i know that computers are a lot of parts in a metal box but i mean you can put them together again in another metal box right
1: uh, sort of, I mean, the motherboard's specifically built usually for this case, so...
3: I guess that would just add a lot of extra time. it would be easier just to move the whole thing in one piece, right?
1: These ones back in the, in the 60s, I mean, I'm no expert, I'd, I'd have to do a little bit more research, but they're usually packed pretty densely, so um it's more of a case to hold all the parts, especially, you know, yeah, everything's dense, you want things to travel as short distance as possible, you know, speed of light being fast and all, but not fast enough sometimes.
3: Buzz know. does not look like she's following, but she nods anyway.
1: All right. I mean, yeah, you might... Uh, yeah,
3: it might so, be easier
1: to take it apart and take it out in smaller pieces if you want to try that.
3: Buzz looks at... I see sort of like their technical guy, even if he's not Yeah, the computers and stuff.
4: I don't think we should take it apart. That seems like it's overcomplicating the idea. You, you see it ways 25
3: kilograms-ish. 15 20. to 20. It's more the meter-long part. It's gonna, I mean, we can carry that out, but it's gonna be real obvious that we've got it. It's not the kind of thing we're gonna be able to stick in a, you know, someone's book bag or something.
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, cutting it in a half, which you still can't move fast. I don't know. I don't like that. We'll figure those things out, but just know what you're signing up for, man. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're still a good guy. You saved my Mercy's life by doing some crazy stuff. You know, so, you know, I appreciate what you did. Just be aware of what you get into.
1: Um, yeah, I, I get that. And I'm putting it into the back of my mind right now and trying to just ignore it because my mind, if I start thinking about it, is going to go into a panic and I don't want to panic right now.
4: That's good. That's good. You just take all your emotions and you put them into a little tiny ball deep inside your chest, beside your arm. (laughs) Super good. Same page. Uh, (laughs) it's looking
3: pretty good. I like this guy. All right. So we, we have some idea of what we got to move. I my my thought is to just treat this like it's a brick. We have an object of a certain size and weight that we have to move. I'm not going to think any more deeply about that other than the fact that it might be trickier than a, a simple crate to to disconnect from whatever it's connected to. But that's that's going to be your job, Chuck.
1: No, okay. Now the server rack might be on wheels. The,
3: enti- like, so the it be entire like would the entire rack with? might be on wheels. See so in theory we Could move the whole rack if we needed to.
1: Yeah, we just either unplug or cut the cords and just
3: book it down the hallway. Is cutting the cords going to hurt the computer in any way? Is it going to trigger any alarms? Uh, That's going to be important
1: too. I'm not sure. That's a good question.
3: Okay. Homework. let's call it homework. Can you figure that out for us? Because it's going to be real important if alarms start going off and we disconnect this thing. That's going to be a big deal.
1: Yes, it would be.
3: If we got the
4: cords, I mean, I can fix a cord. Some of these parts are old. I can halfway, you know, I know how modern computers and hardware and, and systems work. Old ones not so much, but a cord, I'm pretty sure I can fix a cord.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure a certain amount of, of light damage that doesn't actually harm the computer itself would be acceptable. I don't think that's going to be a problem. But I don't think it'll be necessary. We'll We'll figure that out. Chuck, that's gonna be on you. It'll be on us to get it in and out of the get into the building and get out of the building with the uh with the package.
1: Okay. So my goal is to figure out how to get it out of protection and into a public area and not damaged. So then you can get it from public area out to God knows where.
3: More or less, you know, details notwithstanding. Mary Sue, are you seeing anything I'm not seeing?
2: Well, I think um I think maybe um Chuck should uh, show me the building and where this lecture is going to happen and see if maybe we can see inside the storage room. Kind of get a lay of the land.
3: A little visitor pass for you.
2: Mm-hmm. Chuck?
1: You probably didn't have any lectures in T-Building, did you? No. Uh oh.
2: Didn't get into that high level of the computer courses.
1: Right. Sorry, you are saying something?
2: No, I just yeah would you have time tomorrow to maybe show me around the building uh, campus yeah
1: yeah he he half grins and it's a it's a date,
2: yeah actually will okay.
4: some whiskey through his nose there
3: <laughs> Boz, like drowns herself in whiskey at that point, Takes two big gulps in one good
2: yep, it's a date.
1: So I'm thinking Chuck's cyber arm was pre-crash and that's why it's used quality it's really old. So legit. I'm thinking he's going to he's going to go visit uh Professor Frink to see you know, are there any known modifications he can do to maybe optimize it cuz uh, especially around the joint it's a little
0: itchy. Sure. Is that something you're going to do during the lectures or is that something you're going to
1: uh, pro- Oh, probably sometime after.
0: But, okay. Uh, what does Chuck's apron say?
1: <laughs> oh, God. Um, School motto apron. No. Hmm. Sorry, I need to think about this for a second.
0: It's a very important character-defining trait. It is. Kiss, it is. Kiss me on programming. <laughs> is it there are one-zero types of cooks in the world?
1: <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, God. No, I don't think it's programming-related. It's probably... Probably more math-related, because he's a math major.
3: Oh, it's got to be a pie joke.
1: Oh, yeah, there we go. So it's uh I heart and then a the symbol of pie. Something like that. Maybe a little picture of a pie. Yeah. To go. Yeah. And I picture it just vibrant lime
3: green. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be possible to hack a grid
0: guide to allow you to go to Redmond, or is there just no grid guide there?
1: Uh well no yeah it's it's a security thing. You can
0: probably hack the vehicle to like drive off of Grid Guide, but I don't know if Chuck is up to doing something that's you yeah. Know, illegal.
1: <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't do that. I, yeah, no. I mean, he was he did illegal things getting the footage for the thing that happened in the the convenience store, but that was about it. Anyway, that he calls
3: to bring him to Mary Sue's. I love Chuck, which is why I feel so bad about Boz always being like,
0: who is this asshole we have to do shit for?
3: <laughs> He's so sweet. Elven facial hair. Adorable.
2: Just, you know,
0: important things I need to know.
2: Okay. okay. Just going to go tell Margaret, no pie for you. <laughs> Not after the cake. No pie. Wait, what? I
0: think <laughs> I missed something here. You did. You weren't here. Don't worry about you
2: it. You did. You weren't here. You don't know about it. I'm, I'm vaguely aware.
3: <laughs> you have to listen to that episode.
0: Pause. You are free to roll audio-based perception if you want to hear her hooting and hollering in there.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah hooting and hollering? In hollering. <laughs> you just going, it's um, like, don't come out there and ask for pie. No pie. No pie. Not after the cake. Because I'm trying to be stern, and if I call her Maggie or Mags, it's, it's gonna to be too casual. So it's like a, an adult using the first and middle name. I'm saying Margaret.
3: <laughs> just, just, okay. I am, I am like, I am enthralled with whatever this is and I have to know. So that's gonna happen.
2: Let me just go get that soda.
3: Thanks. <laughs> this is just a great interaction. This whole thing is wonderful. Love it.
2: So, Things
0: up. So so let me ask you guys this: Are you familiar with the Thanos did nothing wrong subreddit? It, I'm, I'm aware of its existence. And it is also dumb. It is it is dumb. Are you dumb. Aware it's dumb. They're banning half of their subscribers in a couple of days. Wow! Oh god, <laughs> that's so awesome. You should be part of it. You should come get a subscribe, make some kind of shit post, and then I don't care. I, I, I mean, if it's all just circle jerking, that's fine. But it's it's a silly
4: like don't do nothing wrong yeah except you know kill and torture a whole bunch of people so he, he just killed and tortured a whole bunch of people it's, it's the same thing as the whole Star Wars you know the Empire did nothing wrong you know except to wipe out a few planets I mean that was a couple of random people <laughs> what does that even mean I don't know <laughs> isn't that worse like if you go out and, you know, like if you if, you know if you go out and you kill someone because you really hated them that's bad if you go out and kill five hundred people because they were there that's worse
0: I mean.
1: Alderaan was known for raising terrorists. I mean, just look at Princess Leia.
0: See? There you go. But it's like a a super crazy social experiment thing that's going on. It's like, they announced that they were going to do it. They got approval from the Reddit administration people. And the subscriber count has only soared. It's just kind of funny to watch like some of the posts these people are making. Oh, man.
1: And I'm actually going to Google myself exactly how big 4U is.
0: Good, then I won't have to Google it myself.
2: He's so handy to have around.
0: As always, thank you guys for listening. You are the reason that we continue to to do this. Come by, check us out on Patreon. We have a couple of different goals on there, all of which is oriented towards growing the show and doing more things in that vein. You know, we want to get bigger and better and all of that happy stuff. I want to give back to the cast for helping out and sitting down to play this game. The Patreon link is going to be in the description. And uh, tell your friends! You know, that's the easiest way to to help us out without really doing anything super in-depth. You know, spread the word. And, you know, as much as I hate to journal on about it, there's those things about five-star iTunes reviews. So, but it is now time for the legal stuff. The music you heard was composed by and copyrighted by Michael Vatamikis and for use with the Without a Net podcast. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photograph, sounds, audio, video, and or any other proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Without a Net podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or other proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Without a Net podcast in any official capacity whatsoever...